Hello, everybody, and uh, happy holidays, of course. Welcome back oh, to the yeah. show. Yeah. This is where I'm supposed to come in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Happy holidays. Um, you know, happy Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa's a real holiday, right? Like, it's no. a real... It's not? No, nah, never in my household, no. We don't know about I mean, Umoja and all that other shit. Since we're start, this, we're less than a minute into this, and it's already problematic. Uh, but Kwanzaa, I'm trying to see, like, where's Kwanzaa originated? It's oh, it's a United States holiday. Yeah, uh, it's not even an actual African holiday. Uh, all right, you know what? Whatever. To 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 whatever you celebrate, have a merry time doing it. Um, Welcome back to the A Show. This is the uh, we'll 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 count this as the set as the tenth episode or the second part of the ninth episode. I, I want to say just tenth. Okay. I don't. Know. This is the tenth. It's a good way to end the year. We'll start off. We'll start off with you know fresh new set of numbers. But eleven, good, eleven. Listen, we, we got yeah. to we got to ten episodes. Yeah, ten weeks. It's still amazing. Um, pretty good. Yeah, I'll be we're, doing, we're doing pretty well. I, I must say, like we ha- we have big plans for twenty eighteen. Which we'll get to when we get to that, but um, just thanks for everyone for listening to us. And uh, speaking of people that listen to us, I didn't know how many people listened to us until last week when everyone talked about your comments on Women's Royal Rumble last week, Mills. Oh, I actually want to retract those comments. Nah, that's fucked up. I, yeah, you might want to. And I don't want to say that just because. Um, the backlash? I say just because it sounds mean. <laughs> So I actually did research to try to back up my claims. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? Because my memories of women's battle royals are like the old ones, like the mid two thousands, early two thousands ones, where literally they it was not an over the top rope one. It was literally you could go through the ropes, whatever. People were just kicking each other and going under the last rope. It was like you know, it it, it, it wasn't the women's revolution that we have now. Um, I ran back this year, and there was a women's battle royal this year in NXT. Actually, to I think it was to crown whoever was going to NXT Brooklyn. It was the one that Ember Moon won, I think. I think, and all of them went over the top rope. So you know what? I'm you know I feel bad. I feel terrible for saying this. I feel terrible for saying that women can have a 60 minute Royal Rumble match, mm-hmm. even though I think it would still be. It's going to be 30 minutes for sure. It's yeah. It's. it's but you know what? It is what it is. No, it's not what it is. What it is? It is great. It is, a, it is great for women. It's r- women can have... do anything that Jesus Christ. Can, You're just digging the to. whole worse <laughs> for yourself. I literally stood back, stepped back, and and just let everyone say whatever they wanted to say about those comments. I feel like you know what. More power. I'm very excited for this. You know, women's Royal Rumble. I'm excited. It's the first. You know, in in its of its kind, at least. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to who they decide to bring back. I think for the first one, you can really sort of go all out and look. And I'll be interested to see if this becomes a recurring thing every year. I'll say, don't bring back uh, don't bring back Trisha or Beth Phoenix first. Bring them back like next year. You know, you gotta have something. You gotta have something. You gotta, right? like, I gotta feel like have Trish. You gotta have. I feel like you gotta have Trish. I feel like you gotta have that moment. In the Royal Rumble, where it's like, it's like Trish, Mickey, Lita standing across against like Becky, Bailey, and Charlotte. 
Yeah. And it's just like, oh, the past and the future, women's, um, yeah, you know, yeah. one of those. <laughs> one of those. I'll definitely Cole say that. Michael, Michael Cole gasming. Michael Cole over. definitely said, ah. Like, oh my God, it's the past versus the present. And uh, look at how far we've come and blah, blah, blah. And, you know. Do you think they should have a women's uh, commentator for that? <sighs> All right. Let me. <laughs> like Lita? Like Lita? All right, so, all right, so now you're dragging me into this. All right, so most, all right, I'm not gonna say anything. You know what? Because I was gonna say most women's commentary is kind of bad in WWE. Wow. Um, but it, it's been true. Wow. Like Lita, Lita, wasn't that? Lita is good? Lita's pretty bad. I, I'll give you that. I, I don't think anyone would disagree with you on that. But I, Renee I don't. Renee Young. Eh. I love Renee Young. She's she was alright on NXT. I thought she was cool in NXT. She, she, you know what? She had too much. She's too um, insider. She's too, not even insider. She's too conversational. She's more like, she's more like live with Regis and Kelly in that sort of format, more than like competitive wrestling, professional wrestling, and adding synopsis to that. She's more conversational. That's why I liked her show Unfiltered with Renee Young, as opposed to you know Renee Young as a commentator. Yeah, it just, it, I, I just think her style doesn't work for you know professional wrestling commentary but you know you know we'll see what happens i'll be surprised how how Um, was your how was your christmas meal speaking of of gifts and presents my christmas was kind of dry (laughs) um and i'll be honest with you uh and i feel you know i I felt good I, i gave a lot of people a lot of presents this year i gave um my niece very angry at me for half my presence because I gave her a lot of books <laughs> because I feel like, you know, she needs to read more. And she's eight years old. I don't want her to be stupid out here in these streets. I you want her to have are, You are the least. Chris Nowitzki of gift giving. But I also gave her, I gave her plenty, I gave her toys. All right, so her grades haven't been as good as it's supposed to be. So that's why I gave her mostly books. She did get toys, but I gave her mostly books. Um... My mom got from, in terms of what she got from me, she wanted this, like, external charger for her phone and, like, this phone wash thing, mm-hmm. which is, like, I've, I've never heard of a phone wash. Apparently, it cleans your phone because apparently phones gather so much bacteria and dirt and shit yeah. that, you know, and people don't really realize it. So she wanted this phone wash thing, so she got it. What do they dip it in? I don't know. I haven't actually seen it in action. She hasn't used it yet. Um, so I'm going to, when I get home today, because I'm, I'm at the studio where we record two belts, um, when, when I get home today, I'll probably figure out how the hell it's going to be used. Shout so out. you know what? I might have a little review next week. My little Amazon review. Shout out to uh, two belts, by the way. Shout out to two belts. We'll be back next year. But you Latest episodes, all 134 episodes are up on SoundCloud for you to listen to. Um, do you think we'll, my, do you think we'll be able to get to 134 episodes? Yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? That was a lie. That was like the like a girl <laughs> asked you like, "What are we?" And, I, and we can just do like, anything we set our minds to. I feel <laughs> wow. like you know, I feel like we can do this. I feel like we can do this. 134. I didn't think it was in the reach when we do t- two belts, but here we are. So you know what? I think it's perfectly within reach i think over the next couple of years perhaps we'll go through changes in the things that we do you're a pretty big deal where you're at i'm a medium-sized deal where i'm at <laughs> so like you know you might go through changes but i think we you know this should be the the one glue that keeps us grounded and keeps us you know you know just 
Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, nice, nice save. Nice save there. Thank you, thank you. I got my sister um, those Aris Jordans. Oh, wow. Big yeah, I So I'm never doing that again. Because, <laughs> um, you get them all sneakers? Very, yeah, I don't know. My sister is very unappreciative for the things. So, you know, wow, whatever. you're just putting your family on. This is a shoot interview on your family right now. <laughs> So my, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hire. But you know, she did get it. She, you know, she liked it. It, it, it is what it is. I got my dad a jacket. Wow. Now, now that's what I got. That's dope. And no one got you anything. No one got me shit. <laughs> <laughs> no one got me shit. I was just like, you know what? After going through, you you look through the Snapchats and you look through the Instagram stories, and everyone's with their family and their matching pajamas or wow. whatever the hell it is. And you see everyone getting gifts, and you're like, damn, I kind of wish I had a gift. But you know what? I, I looked at it, I said, you know what? I'm kind of blessed this year. I had the opportunity to give my family a bunch of gifts. I bought a lot of cool shit for myself. I bought this iPhone X that I got, like, you know, this Mac, this, you know, all these other things. Damn, let me I borrow it. $20, bruh. No, get out of here. <laughs> Come on. I, 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 got a, I got a bunch of cool things. So you know what? I, I feel blessed, but at the same time, it would have been nice to get something for Christmas. But you know what? It, I, Christmas is the entire year for me, you know? Yeah, I feel you. I feel it. That's how, what that's you, how, how was your Christmas? How was your Christmas in L.A., away from your family? Damn. Um, that, that, like, like <laughs> shit on me, why don't you? It, you know what? For, for everything that I can say about me being bummed out, about not being around my family, I, I was around people that, that do care about me and love me. Uh, it was a lot of, of, of watching movies this weekend. Well, this week I'm off for a very long time. There's a lot of watching movies. I've, I haven't like I swear I haven't like touched any type of outside activities since I w- got off of work last week. Um, I ate. I've been eating good. I got. Oh, that's good. I had a very great you know Christmas day. Um, my girlfriend got me a Nintendo Switch, so I'm oh, okay. currently like addicted to it. Like I am. I, I didn't even think that it, I could be addicted to Mario like I am, but like I went to sleep and I had dreams about it. So that's that tells you how I feel about it right now. Oh my god! It's Nintendo crazy. Switch, a very large play PSP. That's how I feel. I was like, oh it's not. God, it's PSP. but it's not. It's really not. It's like I think it, it's on the. Lo- I, I love the PSP. It's like on that level, but I I think that what's more impressive about it is just the amount of ways you can play the shit. Like I was literally just like watching a movie and like I had the Switch like off to the side and i had the joy cons in my hand and i was just playing playing the game while i was watching tv like it's like it's so portable that it's kind of wow. scary yeah it's kind of scary um i just had I just had a really i had a really great christmas i can't say it was it was a uh, like last year's christmas was like i was at home it was it was pretty cool this year's christmas was for my first real real christmas in la with no like complications it was great it was a great christmas i must say super blessed super super happy Shout out to Christmas. Yeah, shout out to Christmas. But I, I did give a lot of gifts this year. I, I think the my biggest enemy this year was shipping. Shipping oh. was my biggest enemy this year. I think that's everyone's biggest enemy was shipping and getting stuff to come before Christmas time. I think next year I'll be a little bit more prepared. I'm just going to ask people in October, order it then, and just have it by then. <laughs> shipping was the worst. Uh, oh, my God. But yeah, that that's, that's Christmas. But, but now... 
we have, you know, just shifting away from, from that great thing. We're back to work, back to business on the A-Show. Uh, we're going to give you guys the gift of lists, or not really lists, the gift of best ofs. And, of course, you, if you listen to our best of show part one, we went over the biggest moments of the year in pro wrestling. And on this week, we're going over the best matches and storylines and all that stuff this, this week. So um, where do you want to start, Mills? you just want to go straight to, to match of the year? Or is there anything you want to talk about? You want to talk about Raw first, which which aired last night on Christmas no, night? No, we don't have to talk about Raw. It was a nothing show. It was a no- I didn't watch it, so I can't really say much about it. Like was not was not something worth talking about. It several d- decent matches, but not nothing to write home about. Two they things that come out of it before we start. Before we do start, two things that come out, come out of it. Dean Ambrose will be out for nine months, um, and I think that is a that is not a uh, a kayfabe um, kayfabe timetable. I think he will actually be out until uh, SummerSlam looks like. Um, and there are new tag team champions, which I'm sure was supposed to lead to the Dean Ambrose turn, which is, I'm guessing, going to lead to the Jason Jordan turn in that uh, Jason Jordan and, and Seth Rollins are not tag team champions. I have no clue where this is going to go, by the way. Jason Jordan, I don't know, beats up his dad. I don't know. It's, 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 I like the very slow burn with Jason Jordan. I like it. It's very slow. Yeah. It's very methodical. Yeah. It's, it may seem more like a scummy jerk kid by every week um so they're taking their time with it um which they don't do with a lot of things but it's it, it i like it i mean i don't know what it means for the events it's seth rollins and jason jordan could not be the most two random people who literally <laughs> look like they met on the street last week and just say, hey, now we're tag team champions. And tag team champions for what? Because they were kind of just fighting <laughs> to see who could, you know, fight Samoa Joe. And now they're tag team champions. So where does that leave them? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I think I think more than anything, if you want to talk about like Finn Balor being lost, Seth Rollins is lost. I think he is truly a lost character. Uh, and I think that actually reflects on what we're going to talk about, uh, which I don't even have one of his matches on this list. We'll just talk about... Uh, Let's talk about our wrestler of the year. Yeah, let's do that. Um, I feel like there is very few candidates. Yeah, <laughs> in, in the pool. Yeah. Um, there's fa- there's maybe five, and I'll give you a fr- I'll give you like no, I'll give you a friend. Maybe four. I'll give you a fringe five because I think you picked my fringe five. Mm, okay. All right. Well, I feel like well, my in terms of my wrestler of the year, I'm going with uh, AJ Styles. That was my fringe uh, five. <sighs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I saw it, and I saw it on Twitter, and I just yeah. ignored it because I knew we were gonna get here. Yeah. Um, but my wrestler of the, and then I was thinking too, like, oh, should I go with Roman Reigns? Like Roman Reigns is kind of you know he's great. A strong year. I'm not he's mad. I'm not mad. Year. I'm not mad that you picked AJ. I would not. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick it. Like I said, like I could not in good faith put AJ Styles over a Roman Reigns year with the year that AJ's had. But I'll I'll hear your argument for AJ Styles. I feel like AJ Styles very consistent all year. Hasn't I mean in terms of Wow, you know I you know I got to go at it. I got being consistently important throughout this entire year. He's been in whether he's been in the main event, he's one he was in the main event with a high card on um high a very notable match on WrestleMania. Um throughout the summer he was US champion. He was sort of engaged in a feud with that. Um in the fall he, you know, became a contender again and through the winter. So I think he's had a very consistent year. This isn't 
like you said on uh, you said 2016 you could say that but i feel like 2017 he's held up pretty strong um, yeah, okay aj started the year with the title he ends the year with the title that's consistency everything yeah. in the middle like like i said and if anyone didn't see it like i feel like aj excelled in 2017 and pulling off carry jobs with guys that i don't think they anyone could have the four-star, three-star matches that he had. But then you you have to realize, like, AJ was bogged down with some pretty terrible feuds in, in the, the late summer, early fall that, that kind of hurt him for me, where it's like he's feuding with Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, and he's, yeah. he's feuding with Kevin Owens for three Kevin months. Owens, which, unfortunately, it was just like a feud that... We, we all expected, I guess, these, like, five-star matches out of it, and none of them, they, they ended up being, like, really clunky throughout of them, just from booking decisions and just... I've seen and, these guys wrestle before, and there was I've none of that chemistry. There was none of that chemistry that they had here. Well, they wrestled, the, uh, they wrestled last year when AJ got there, and they had better matches. It's like, I feel like that's more of an indictment towards 2017 Kevin Owens than AJ Styles, that he couldn't get a good match out of him. But that Battleground match, uh, Meals, like, come on. Like, that was one of the worst matches on that on that card. With the crazy finish that was like, oh, did this happen? Yeah, the did crazy finish that no one wants to admit was a botched finish, which the, no one has still admitted was a botched finish. And then they threw the title right back on him. Yeah, they threw the title right back on him on Tuesday. And I'm just like, you guys yeah. are questioning this? Like, that's not even usually how they book things at WWE, where they have a hot potato in the title like that. But I, I think it... Go ahead. I don't know. I just think... I, I, in Over, terms of just... Did he have an Okada? Did he have an Okada match? That's my thing. Like, did he have a, a Roman reigns Braun match? I feel like he had that with Roman Reigns at Extreme Rules in 2016. I think he had he had great despite it all he still have had great matches with John Cena this year. I think the Elimination Chamber match was also a great match. He had a great match with you know whether it was Carrie Job or not. He had a great match with Shane McMahon, Jinder Mahal, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens at least one of those Kevin Owens matches. It might have been a triple threat. Was good. He's had he, he's been solid this entire year. You know what? But I I know you're gonna say so. I feel like <laughs> let's just get to your argument in terms of the the wrestler of the year. I think I'm like again, again, I'm I don't dispute it at all. I, I think it's a great choice. Like I said, out of the top five, even though he's like a fringe five, if you put him at number one, I'm not gonna argue it. Because I think sure. AJ Styles is is, you know, for lack of a better term, he is a phenomenal performer. And he you could put him in the ring with anybody. But that gets me to my wrestler of the year, which is someone that you you he literally pulled out the impossible three times. And then pulled out the impossible in a lower in a lower section of the card more than once, you know, during the summertime. Of course, I'm talking about Kenny Omega. Um, Kenny Omega is my wrestler of the year in 2017. I don't think there was anyone better as far as just storytelling. Um, once once we saw Kenny cut the goofy shit out last year and, and actually get serious and win the G1 and you know and, you know obtain all these accolades, he became just next level. He was he became a top guy in New Japan. Um, and maybe the, the one B or the one, you know, the one A to Okada's number one undisputedly, but I think he is, he just became a star this year. Who else talked about Kenny Omega? He was in Rolling Stone. He was in a lot of different outlets where they were just talking about this match. And of course I'm talking about, uh, Kazuchika Okada and the Kenny Omega's Russell Kingdom 11 match, which, you know, got six stars. It got all the, it got all the love and the praise, you know, and, and what have you. And then he did it again in June. And then he did it again in August. In between that, 
he won the he was the first person to win the New Japan uh, U.S. title uh, in Long Beach. Uh, he was uh, someone who you know had a great G1, all things considered, with matches against Michael Elgin, uh, Tetsuya, Tetsuya Naito, with Minoru Suzuki, and a bunch of other people. And then during the fall, he goes against guys like Trent Beretta and Juice and pulls out four star matches against guys that no one ever expected could have had those types of matches. Like for someone who you know putting him up against AJ Styles, it's a big thing for him because you know he's he's not he's not an old guy like. You know, he's not a, a, a older guy. You know, he hasn't been around. He's been around for a long time, but he hasn't been in the public eye this long. But for someone to pull the campaign that Kenny Omega did this year, I don't think there's anyone that you can argue had a better year than he did. No, I think um, I think you're, you make a strong case for Kenny Omega, especially um, the caliber of matches he's had, the importance he's had over the last year. It hasn't truly dwindled. I mean, it may have dwindled for a moment, after the first Wrestle Kingdom, but he came yeah. right back. Yeah. Um, but it's a the, it, it's a been a strong year for Kenny Omega. I'll, I'll give you that. It's everything. Um, for, first champion, first. It's just consistent consistency through yeah. the entire year, from top to bottom. Um, and then just being probably one of the best workers in wrestling. Period. And I'm just talking period. from a from a standpoint like. What I will say about AJ Styles, he gets the the entertainment part down. He has that down, you know. Like, and, and yeah. maybe that's a. And, but it's it's interesting that for someone who is in a um, a promotion, they're not really too big on like the entertainment, sports entertainment portion. Kenny Omega brings that, and he brought that to the Okada match. He brings and, the drama. He yeah. brings it. You know, I watch all three matches, and yeah, he's bringing the drama. He's bringing he's bringing you in. He's like, dang, you know, you you really feel for him as a face, or at least. And then you, but then when he fires up, it's huge. Like yeah. it's, it's it's amazing. It's something that I think um, we saw more from AJ Styles last year, but now he's kind of this year he's like the Settled. grizzled veteran. He's yeah, the guy carrying SmackDown because you know John Cena or Randy Orton is you know out, so he's the guy carrying SmackDown. He's the guy you know better than gender more big time matches than gender more big time matches at least at this point maybe than kevin owens right now like he's the veteran so it's kind of looking down to the other side of the you know the glass yeah and it's absolutely true i think that that kenny and aj you're looking at the same not the same guy i feel like kenny's more closer to like a um older Nakamura than, than AJ in, in New Japan in 2015. But like you're looking at two sides of the same coin. I think they're both great, excellent. You know, they've both been in New Japan, but they're both great guys who get it. And I think right. that's why I love Omega so much. It's like he's not just a couple of moves. This is a guy that throughout every single match, he's giving you something different. He's giving you something exciting. And you know, if Kenny's on the card, it's probably going to be the best match of the night, and you're probably going to like you're going to watch for that. Like everyone is watching Wrestle Kingdom 12, not because of Naito and Okada, which is going to be a great match. They're watching mm-hmm. it to see what Kenny Omega can do with someone who has been in the system, who's someone who's been in the sports entertainment system, to say, okay, maybe he can do this if he wants to, you know. And Chris Jericho, of course, I'm talking about him, but like the people are looking at it, like maybe he can do this. Maybe he he might be able to come over and, and and really cross over to America one day. And I think that's why all eyes are on him coming into 2018. Like he can repeat realistically, 100. If he starts off the year again like he did this year, but I, I think just. Everything he's done this year has just been phenomenal. Like I, I've, I've loved everything that Kenny Omega's done, even if I've been frustrated with his booking. Like he's one, he is my favorite wrestler right now. Um, 
Um, do we want, do we go into runner ups? Do we? Yeah, I I think our runner up. Uh, I think we I think we both agree with that. Our runner up would be uh, Roman Reigns, the big dog. Yeah, Roman Reigns had a great year. Also, a very consistent year. Um, is this it, the it year? Is this the you... year we stop hating on him? I, like, is this the year people can stop hating? on I him? I think next year. I think next year. I feel like this year it's still kind of lingering out there, but I don't think it's going to take like the ten years it took for Cena, the ten fifteen years it took for people to start respecting Cena. I don't think we're we'll see that with Roman Reigns. I think it's going to start coming very very soon, and I think maybe it comes in the form of that big WrestleMania match. Who knows? Um, but. People got to get tired of Brock first, I think. People yeah, have I to get tired people, of Brock. I think people are growing tired of Brock, at least. At least the stick of him holding the championship and, you know, it's not really on Raw. They want to see someone sort of uh, save it, someone sort of capture it, some someone sort of, you know, attack it and become champion. They want to see – I think people want to see champions back on the, the main show. So, yeah. I, uh, I, if you think – and look at – and think of Roman's statistics this year – like this is a guy who has not held the big title in a year. Um, Roman Reigns. Yeah, he hasn't held. The, he hasn't held the big title it's over a year. It's yeah, over a year. Over he's a year. never won the universal. I don't think he's won the universal. Yeah, title. he's never won the universal title. Hasn't held held the big title in over a year. He's lost more, I think, in this year than I think any of the top guys ever. He's certainly lost more than five times. Hello, Steve Austin. Um, yeah. I think he's he's lost almost every pay-per-view match. He's put over Braun Strowman. He's put over Samoa Joe. He's put over countless other talents, even if even in a win, like Jason Jordan, like an Elias, like people like that. Like he's like this has been his year where he just makes his case for making great matches. And I remember uh, an interview he had about two or three weeks ago where he said he's he's the greatest in-ring talent in the world right now. I I wasn't upset at that. I no. think he, I think there's a case for that. That Roman Reigns is one of the best, and he doesn't have to have those. Okada Omegas. Not everyone can do that. I'm not expecting everyone to do that. But if you can have a Roman and Braun and keep me glued to a match with 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 a big, you know, hoss like Braun Strowman for more than 15 minutes, I'm there. I'm all in on Roman right. Reigns. Like I, I'm I'm a huge fan and he's 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 won me over. And like you said, a lot quicker than Cena did. 100 percent Um I mean speaking of Braun Strowman, like we can make a case that he was like the most improved wrestler of the year. Oh, yeah, I'm going with most improved just because he's brought it sort of from all. He's brought it consistently. Um, he hasn't faltered when he's been given the opportunity to lead and given the opportunity to close and given the opportunity to sort of carry. He's held his own part. I think it's it's a it's a characteristic that you don't get in a lot of these horses that come to the WWE. And you, you, there, there was an era in the mid 2000s with a bunch of big men, and they were just like large. You know, big man, sort of the Gene Snitskys, the Heidenreichs, yeah. the, the 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 Nathan Jones and Matt Morgans and all of that other stuff. And he's really like the new, and, and I said this probably about Luke Harper a couple of years ago, but Braun Strowman has just taken it to another level. Yeah. But he's probably like the new big man. He's like the new big man. He's, he's intimidating. I think he's everything that Vince loves just because he's larger than life, literally. Um <laughs> And he's able to move, and he's he's going to. It, it it shows a lot when a lot of the the past big men you talk about. You have you know the Undertakers, the Goldbergs, the Brock Lesnar's, the Canes, the big shows are applauding and giving a moment to this guy. Yeah. So I think it's Braun Strowman is easily the most improved of this year. Yeah, and also he's he's coming to his own as someone who 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 again, like we say, like the, he gets it. The facials, the 
when to do his taunt, when to timing. Yeah, timing, timing is, is key. super key. Like this is a guy who who finally got it. I, I remember seeing him in L.A. And after he did his little squash of Elias, he walked back up the ramp. And this is, you know, this is off TV at this point. He turns around, does the brawn, and they all pop again. And I was like, he gets it. He he's finally he's crossed that. You know, he's turned that corner in a way that I feel as though a lot of people that skip NXT never have. You know, he pre right. he pretty much skipped all of the developmental and went straight up. And it's like sometimes you have to throw these guys to the fire and right. see if they sink or swim. And He's an example of someone who definitely flourished, and and I think that there needs to be more people like that who they take from developmental and just see what they can do. Right, and um, in our runner-ups, at least, who did we have in our runner-ups? I had Elias. I had uh, <laughs> I had the Miz, and I I think that I. I wanted to make a tie between Braun Strowman and The Miz, but I, I can't do that because I think even though The Miz was spectacular in 2016, the matches weren't always there. But I think this year, the matches were. I, come on, the, the only Miz match I really loved last year was the Dolph Ziggler match. I understand, but I feel like it's, it's it, it depends on really who they're... He's making the best, literally, out of everything they give him. They gave him Apollo Crews last year, and Apollo Crews was great, but may not have had the best match at SummerSlam. They gave him... They, I think now they're trusting him. They said, hey, we can have Miz with sort of these bigger stars. At WrestleMania, he was against John Cena. He had a great triple threat match with Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. Um, they're giving him matches against Roman Reigns and, and, and everybody, so they're giving him things to work with they're giving him material that maybe he didn't have on smackdown just because the star power on smackdown maybe isn't the same yeah um so i think it to me you know you know me i've always been a mistruther i always knew he had it in him yeah. i think he's really it really clicked for him this year because i think he became confident in exactly who he was and is he reached he passed that threshold as a veteran where he <laughs> He realizes that he knows a lot. He realizes he's got more confidence in himself and a lot of things in the ring. He's not running out the way when you go diving over the top ropes. He's taking it full head on. Yeah. You know, he's 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 assuming the role as the Miz. This is the Miz. Probably this is probably his prime right now. Yeah, this is the height of his powers. For absolutely, I think that. I think next year he could be in my wrestler of the year category, and I'm I'm not even saying that as a troll. Like he could be. Um, right. I I think giving him the Mistourage, um was was excellent. I think that that really gave him the presence. Like I say about Jinder Mahal all the time, like they you know these heels need a presence. They need the the guys next to him that make him look better just by being you know being who they are. Um, and I and I think Miz really turned that corner. And and I think with Elias, it's so ironic that last night with uh, John Cena, which I did manage to catch his his sketch with uh not sketch but his promo with John Cena, and I was like. I wanted to change my answer, but I was like, Elias, I absolutely agree with you, Mills. Like, he's he's definitely one. He's up there in top three most improved. I think that this was a guy who was getting go away heat a year ago, <laughs> and now and now he's he's the most sought after person. Like who? Like he's he said that the initials WWE stood for Walk with Elias. Like who hadn't oh, thought of genius. that? No who hadn't thought of that? that? <laughs> someone someone on Twitter had a thought of that, and he was like, Oh shit, yeah, I'm probably gonna run with that. But it's, it's genius. Like the guy. The guy's making the best out of the moment. He's learning. He's, you know, responding on the fly to things. We talked about that CM Punk moment last night. Where oh, he, you awesome. Know, 
he's responding things on the fly, which you want in a WWE superstar, someone who can just think off the top of their head. That's usually, that's the praise Cena gets, you know, for being able to think very quickly on his toes and on top of his head. And he's having these great matches, consistently great matches with Finn, with Roman, with Cena, with, you know, just... And he's controlling... They're allowing him to control those matches, too. Yeah, he's doing well. Shout out to Elias. Walk with Elias, please. But but I guess it's only right that we talk about kind of like the wrestlers that we we kind of loathed the watching this year. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I I hated watching Enzo Amore this year. I felt as though, I feel as though Enzo is going to hurt somebody out there one day. Um. If not himself, he's already done this. He's already hurt himself. Yeah, I feel like he doesn't do much, which I think is probably for the best. Um. I don't think he's. I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't seen much of Enzo's matches because they've honestly been keeping him out of the ring for, you know, long moments. He's had probably he hasn't had a one on one. He hasn't had a one on one in like two months. Yeah, he hasn't had. He hasn't defended the title in a while. He defends it next week on Raw, I believe. Mm -hmm. But you know, he hasn't had these long stretch of matches. Um, So they're really kind of masking him and hope he improves in the ring, which I really. You know, eventually hope he does one day. He's, he's not someone in his role right now that needs to do much, which is why the heel, you know, the heel run sort of suits him because he doesn't have to do the flashy things. He doesn't have to impress people in the ring. He can sort of do the least and get away with it. How do you feel about his move to 205 Live? I, I think that, you know, if, of, if any, of anything, his moment when, when Cass turned on him was one of his best moments. But then it kind of spiraled into him just being the worst of, of him of all time. Like, I don't like his, his heel run. I think they cut his feet off. I think they cut off a lot of merchandising opportunities making him a heel. And I, I can't say that other than getting people to watch and having a couple of good promos, I can't say I like his 205 Live uh, iteration either. But I feel like if they remained, if he stayed as a face, I feel like people would have got tired of him. People would have got sick of it because I feel like he doesn't have the in-ring, you know, quality to sort of back up the things that he says. He, he, he was someone who I could see losing a lot. He's someone who I could see not holding his own in the ring, and I think the crowd would have eventually turned on him. I think this is the best-case scenario, you know, for him at this point. And he's a natural heel. The guy talks about going out with the weekend and, you know, recording music and being out in Hollywood and flowing and, and, and flaunting around. He's a natural heel. I think it's probably the best for him. Who now when you say Enzo Mori, the person I think who's least improved. And he didn't have a lot of you this know, is his evil. Year was sort this, of cut short. I saw this and I was like, this is an evil choice for you to this say. This year was cut short. But Big Cass, I think Big Cass um, was someone who I think they wanted to get something out of late last year when they th- was throwing him in title opportunities and these big matches solo and things like that. But I don't I don't think he's responded. I know he almost got cut from NXT a couple years ago, and then you know he got into team with Enzo and things started to look up and he started improving in the ring. But I feel like he needs he could be improving a lot more. I think to me, him as a heel didn't work. He just looked uncomfortable. Plus, I don't trust a heel with dimples. That shit is weird. <laughs> I don't um, trust a nigga with his theme music, bro. Yeah, he's and and big ass. Remember that? that like, remember that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, big ass. <laughs> I don't think he's improved. I think he's like, you know, he, he's not fast. He's <laughs> Bra- Braun Strowman he's not, is faster than him. And he's chunkier. Braun Strowman is f- f- fast. I think 
when I looked at the Undertaker, even the way Undertaker moves, he moves at the same speed of Big Cat. I don't know. It's just to me, you gotta be extraordinary. You gotta you gotta bring some more stuff to the table. He literally looks like any other. If he wasn't seven foot three tall, if he wasn't seven foot tall, he'd be nothing to me, because he's he, he doesn't. He doesn't possess the quality in the in the ring. He doesn't possess the quality as a superstar. That it's superstar. He doesn't show any much of anything. Yeah, I, Big Cass is yeah my least improved. I think he needs to make a concerted effort in this off time to improve not only just in the ring but with his persona and with everything else. And I think in his absence, um, in his absence, he has to like. He has to see Braun Strowman like directly after he got injured and what happened to him, and then right. look at what happened to Enzo directly after and be like, "Woof!" Like, I really need to step it up. Like, Enzo might not have excelled in the ring. That's what, you know, but I feel as though they gave him two or five live. You know, like yeah. it was almost like not even really a demotion to him. It was a promotion because he's on that show almost every week and he's he's getting his like faces all over the show. Yeah, he's all, all over the party. It. He's a champion. He's everything. Yeah, he takes the belt everywhere. He got a belt before Cass did. Which, yeah. which is something I would have never, like, five years ago, I would have never said that that would have happened, but it did. And then you look at Braun Strowman, that was supposed to be Big Cass in those matches with Brock, with Brock Lesnar and shit like that. Like, that, it was supposed to be Big Cass and Roman Reigns, but now it's like, I'm, t- I'm he's damaged goods when he gets back, Mills. Like, I don't think he's yeah, going to have that. This isn't one of those cases where it's like, it's Dean Ambrose injured, and then the heart becomes fonder, and it's like, oh, we're great to see Dean Ambrose come back. I don't think we feel the same way about Big Cass. I don't. I mean, he can come back or not. <laughs> I do not. Yeah. Um, right. My runner-up was Nia Jax. I think Nia Jax, you know... Um, as good as she is as a person to me, I like her person. I love her as a person. She's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, in the ring, I don't think you know she's done much to improve either. Not feeling it. Uh, I agree. Not feeling it in the ring. Um, she's, I, she's had these long matches. I mean, I think her gauntlet with uh, that ended with her versus Sasha Banks, where she lost again, which is weird as <laughs> shit. Yes. But her gauntlet was probably her best showing ever. But I think she needs to. I think she's. Not entitled, but she thinks just because she's big, she may not have to work as hard. She really just has to focus on being big. Yeah. I think she needs to work a little bit harder in the ring, especially if you could literally have anybody else come up who's big and it's immediately outshining her. You have a, if, if they decide tomorrow they want to bring Karma back, it's, it's done for Nia Jack. Or if fuck that, bring, bring Piper uh, from the from the Mae Young Classic Piper, up. Yeah, like if she- they want to bring her, it's slow for Nia Jax. Like, yeah. What, she needs to bring something else to the table. I, I mean, think as soon as I think as soon as Oscar got there, it was quiet for her. To be honest, yeah, because eventually it's gonna be. But I don't know. It's just. And then I'm, she did I'm that weird. What they're doing with her? She did that weird disappearing act thing, and I was. And then I think you even said at the time, like, I don't know why she's doing that for it because it's not like she's like she's gonna get better as a wrestler. Like, she's not getting yeah. pushed for a reason. Like, it's the reason is you haven't hit that that level yet. Like Alexa Bliss or someone else has. Right, but um, I my my um my runner up was Jinder Mahal, also Nia Jax. I agree with you on there with that there, but I just think that other than Jinder becoming a better presence and a better promo in some aspects, he as in the ring he was just a body. Like a lot of times he was just a body. It was like look at how he look at the Shinsuke Nakamura match from SummerSlam, and where it's just Shinsuke like barely you know like barely selling for this guy and then, and then, and then he sandbagged the, the Coloss. remember that 
Yeah. Where he like dropped Shinsuke and it was just like someone who was better in the ring like would have garnered more respect from Shinsuke. Like he didn't he did not respect him whatsoever. And it's like you can compare that to when Shinsuke has matches against John Cena. Like no one just saw it in him. And then it's like the the AJ Styles match from uh, earlier this month at Clash of Champions was even worse. Like not worse, but it was like he just has no heat to his matches. I, I and even when they gave him the belt, he never improved. And I feel as though even though Enzo's actively awful in the ring, Jinder had a lot of opportunities to be better, and he just kind of stayed mediocre. And Enzo was just kind of always bad. So I guess that's why I chose that. 100%. I see that case. And I mean, speaking of, 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 of people who just didn't kind of live up to the hype, uh, I, I feel as though there were a lot of wrestlers that were overrated this year. Mm. All right, let's see. To me, my pick for the most overrated is Randy Orton. <laughs> And the, a week after I give a, a hearty, a, like a fucking big speech on how much people are, are not putting respect on his name, you do this to me. I feel like Randy Orton is really just coasting by, and I think he's he's good when he has to be, but other than that, he's not. And I think this year, we haven't seen a notable Randy Orton match. Um, his feuds have been bogus. Everything he hasn't really delivered at all. For someone who's, you know, 12 years, not even 12 years, he's got to be like 15 years in now. He's he's just as long as Cena. You know, we're still talking about, oh, the moment John Cena debuted on Raw. We're not doing that for Randy Orton. We're not talking (laughs) about his first match with Hardcore Holly on SmackDown. I remember that shit, but we're not doing, we're not parading that around. We're not talking about Orton. we're not, care. we're not talking about RNN, the, those vignettes and shit. We're not no, doing we're that. not talking about that. We're not talking about, there's, you know, there's no, like, 16-time, you know, there's no big match that he's had. He won the championship, and then it was kind of it. Yeah. So, it's, I, I don't know. And I, and I, think, um, you're, I think you mean it in, in the sense of, and it's, it goes the same for my, my choice, too, where it's like, these guys are getting opportunities over, like, Guys, that even even within their same booking, that are better than them work rate rate, rate rate work rate wise, and they're still getting main event pushes and being put in main events of shit. Wait, which is ironic for my choice because that I mean, the, my guy is Randy Orton's best friend and pretty much the Japanese equivalent of him. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura was my pick. I, I think he is the Japanese Randy Orton. He's just someone who I loved, of course, in New Japan. But I was also aware of his ceiling. I was aware of like what types of shows he thinks are important and what types of shows he'll try against, what opponents he'll try against. And ever since he got in the main roster this year, I was not, uh, I wasn't surprised at the effort that was given. Like Shinsuke has become a lot of times his entrance, his weird shit, and maybe his interviews, and then nothing else. Um, but do I think that he is unhappy? I don't think he's unhappy at all. Like, I think he loves where he's at right now. He, he wrestles literally maybe once or twice a month on SmackDown, gets to travel the world and hang out with Sin Cara and then give his all, and then give his all whenever they, whenever he gets like a, like for, for someone who's had great matches with the old guard, he had a great match against Randy Orton, he had a great match against John Cena. But the thing is like when it's Jinder Mahal, I know you don't want to, you know, you probably don't want to job to the guy, but he made Jinder look like a fucking he made him look worse twice. Goof. He made him look Goof. like a complete idiot twice. And I was like, a lot of it has to do with Shinsuke. You're supposed to put over the new guys. And it's like, it's the same type of shit. He's still a new guy in a sense. I don't even know why they gave him that sort of responsibility. It was kind of a weird booking decision, especially if you're going to have him lose 
twice. Well, they had them over. They had no more. I, I feel like what it was is they had no. Remember, there was that time, in the, that period in the summertime where it couldn't be AJ, it couldn't be KO, it couldn't be Sammy. It had to be Nakamura or nobody else. That's why we thought he was going to win. And then it kind of like after Nakamura, he re- he didn't really have anything, did he? Not really. He, he went mean, straight. He went straight to Brock after that. But it was like it just it was just this weird gray area where it's like. Shinsuke isn't really booked to be like an idiot, but he isn't mm-hmm. booked to be like really cool or special either. And then right. the it's hard to say that, and I, and I'll just say this: like it's hard to tell people now if they look at Shinsuke to love him as like why they should love him as much as we did before he came in. It's really it's a hard argument to have, and it's like I one hundred percent agree. It's a super hard argument to like no one if someone doesn't get it. I can't make them get it by making them watch SmackDown every week. They're not going to get it. And, and like I feel like the Shinsuke from the Sami Zayn match uh, two years ago almost, is not, he's not there anymore. I, I feel like he's, he's pretty much, he's coasting like Randy Orton. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, my runner-up is, is a hot take. I feel like both of our runner-ups are hot takes because my runner-up was Seth Rollins. Um, Seth Rollins is, you know, <clears throat> I think he's recovered in, this, in the latter half of the year with his team, with Dean Ambrose. But I think otherwise, um, he hasn't really been up to the speed that he was. I think he's sort of, I don't want to say he's past his prime, but it feels like it. He's bulked um, up a lot. He's like way, he looks heavier than he used to be. Like I, it's, it's definitely heavier because I think it's sort of to combat the sort of injuries um, he's a lot heavier, so he's not moving around as quickly. He's not ro- moving around as fluid. He is moving around, but he's not <laughs> moving around as fluid or quickly. Um, and I think just in general, you know, there was a there was a conversation on the Stone Cold podcast a couple of months ago regarding WrestleMania um, about Seth Rollins, and I think it got a lot a lot uh, under a lot of people's skin about um, Austin's comments about Seth Rollins because he pretty much said that he's not like. He's good, but he's not like a star. And that's sort of kind of how I felt this year. Yeah. It came to like a slow realization that maybe he's not the guy. And I think two years ago, we were arguing between 1A, 1B with Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Yeah. Now it's even more clear to be Roman Reigns than anything else. I think maybe it's been a bad year with Fuse, but I feel like he also hasn't responded in the way that we thought he would out of his face turn because... When he was a heel and he was doing all this cool shit, it was amazing. And I was like, just wait till he turns face. It's going to be like Jeff Hardy times 10. Or it was going to be something great because he's just a net. He's a cool, he's got, he's a guy with a cool moveset. He's a guy who's just overall cool in general. And he just hasn't responded to me this year. Yeah, I I, um, I think he's lost. And I, like I said earlier, like you want to talk about somebody that's lost. Like Finn wouldn't be in any of our categories because even he still maintains being over and he still maintains not losing and he still maintains like not looking like a complete other other than the cane shit which is literally like a week or two he's always maintained he's always looked strong he's always looked cool set they put Seth on the mic and all of that shit goes out the window like so i i completely agree like he is overrated and i and same with shinsuke and i think this is the this is the theme of this category it's like it's hard for us to give an argument for why you should love these guys because the, what we see in them, they're not there anymore. And, and my runner-up was Kevin Owens. And I, I've been saying this for a while since last year. Kevin Owens has not wowed me. He has not given us a great match in a very long time. I feel like he kind of ran through like the Cesaro-John Cena matches. And then it was like, let me put you in a headlock for five minutes at a time during a match that's supposed to be a blood yeah. feud. 
And while he had a good match against Shane, which was 40 minutes long, and I, f- I felt it was way too long, I that was the only highlight of his year was, was headbutting Vince McMahon. The whole rest of the year, he was chasing the fucking U.S. title. I think I think the U.S. title brings down everybody. Because if you look at all of this like, shit that I'm talking about, like the reason why AJ isn't in my top five or he's not he's not in my immediate rest of the year is because he had a U.S. title feud. Like, that title has killed a lot of people's pushes. But, like, Kevin, Kevin Owens is like... I don't even. I don't even like his promos anymore. I feel like Sammy outdoes him on a weekly basis as a he, heel. I think he needs. I think he needs a shift to this character, and that's not saying to turn face or anything. But I just think he just he just needs. I think the general KO, the KO show, everything moving forward, um, and him just being the smarky, you know, annoying sort of infuriating heel. I think he just needs a sort of shift in his character. I think it's something like Jericho used to do where he used to reinvent himself. I think that's what Kevin Owens needs to do. And he tried to do that with the U.S. title turn when he cut off his beard and shit like that. I thought that was a very Chris Jericho-esque thing to do, but it was way too Chris Jericho. It was like, yeah. that's literally and what then he did. I think, and then I think it just evolved into the same thing anyway. Like, it, it, it ended up just becoming... He, he's trying to become this, like, oh, I'm this American, but I'm not really an American sort of thing. But then it kind of just devolved back into just regular Kevin Owens again. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of, I feel like he just needs to get a grasp on something new. He needs new motivations. Um, just a new, I don't know, just a new change of pace. I think they're going to end up cribbing from his ROH run. I don't know if you uh, you watched him when he was ROH. Um, when they, they fired him and he went away for a while. And then he came back, and then he, he kind of went against the authority, and he became a face. I think they might be pushing and angling towards that for Kevin Owens pretty soon, with Sammy being his, his partner in that. Um, especially with Shane turning, it makes a lot of sense for it. Like, I, I don't think they can keep KO he, uh, heel very longer. Um, a lot of people are about to flip, in my opinion, that I feel are, are going to flip really soon. Um, I think a change. I do think a change of character is, is necessary for him, but I also do think he needs to flip alle- allegiances because his heel act is getting stale. Because now I don't even feel like people are cheering for him to come out anymore. I feel like he he's just kind of out there, and I, yeah. and, and I, they've done a lot of things to cut him off of the legs as far as like sur- like making him do the Hell in a Cell match right before Survivor Series and then not having him on the card like shit like that was just yeah. counterproductive to him. But I just don't think even his matches this year kind of wowed me and. I don't know. Kevin Owens, I hope he has a better 2018. Um, do you want to get in the match of the year? Let's go ahead and get in the match of the year. Let's get in the match of the year, then. Because I, I um, think we have a consensus, and I, I think there's a lot of things to say about the match of the year. Just in general, I think, let's we'll just say it right now, both of our matches of the year didn't come from WWE. Um, no. I, don't think, I, think, and I, I don't think I would even put a WWE match anywhere. Not even main roster match, I think, wasn't, wouldn't have been my... my WWE match. I think you did have a main roster match as yours, but um, yeah. it was a weird year for matches of the year within that company. I want to say, and and this is something that I guess has been a running theme of what we talked about for this entire show thus far, because we talk about things just not living up to what it is, and it really being, you know, the rest of the year was really a race between these like five guys, and it wasn't really this heavy competition between anybody else. Um, we talked about these, these feuds and these the booking decisions and these moments and things like that and and what they brought up it's been really we've had great years in wwe i remember 2004 a very significant year 2005 2006 great year great moments great matches this year didn't really hold up and maybe it's the fact that you know wwe isn't at its full power because you know brock lesnar is like 
he's not the phenom anymore. He's th- he's th- you know four years into this like four year contract, and it seems like he's just sort of fading stagnant. off. And sh- yeah, he's stagnant. John Cena isn't there, and now we're depending on you know we're we're do- we're doing everything sort of for Roman Reigns, but we're not really sort of accompanying any like subsidiary stars. We're not we're not doing anything with Finn Balor or Seth Rollins or The Miz or Randy Orton or Shinsuke Nakamura or anything. So it's kind of like a year marred by like these sort of wild booking decisions. Um, but I think we need the wrestling business in just two thousand. 17 needed something sort of jolted and really the only consensus we had for match of the year was kenny omega versus you know okada at you know new Uh, japan dominion yeah um i think it's a match that is an hour (laughs) so it's worth it's it's, it's worth it for the watch i sat there for the watch (laughs) it's worth the hour i did not watch it the first time i watched this match um as much as you guys, you know, said, oh, my God, I remember everyone talking about this match. But once I saw the six stars, I was just like, all right, well, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> just because I was like, all right, everyone's kind of like, you know, and everyone's that, a little crazy. And that got almost match. seven stars. If you if Dave almost gave that one seven stars, he said he rated that better than the Wrestle Kingdom match. The uh, Dominion just, match. Yeah. So I was just like, all right. So we're kind of taking away to me now that the, the, the star formula has really no sort of no meaning. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's lost a little bit of a meaning if you give something six stars. Um, so you're saying it's the greatest match of all time. But, you know, it is what it is. We're in a year of hyperbole. Um, it's, a, it's a great match. Yeah, I, I think it's close. And I'll go one further. I know it's, you just say year of hyperbole. I'll say that this is as close to a perfect match as you can get without any you know without fucking hulk hogan or not even hulk hogan without stone cold popping out of and stone cold stunnering somebody when you say that that, do you mean from because i feel like i've seen near perfect matches in the instant and i i just want to know if this sort of in the realm of it and these are all wwe matches but yeah i I look at you know Shawn michaels versus undertaker at wrestlemania you know the austin versus rocks and things like that do you feel like this sort of holds up in that sort of category i'll give you one more and this is my favorite match of all time stone cold steve austin versus bret hart uh the submission match Mm -hmm. where where it where it effectively not only kept put both guys over but made one guy a star. Now, Wrestle Kingdom 11 made Kenny, uh, it made Kenny a topic. And then uh-huh. he, the, the Dominion match made him a star. Whereas it wasn't so much about him doing a back body drop through a table to get a gif made the next day. It All was right. the moments of storytelling that he did where it was, he, he effectively turned into a face. Where when he, when he wouldn't give up, when he wouldn't, when he kicked out of the Rainmaker, which no one, like barely anyone, kicks out of, when he that 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 part, and everyone talks about this part, but it's such a strong moment in the match where Okada goes to give him the Rainmaker and he falls to his knees because yeah. he's tired. They both fall because they're so tired. That put him in the next level for me. Whoever made that spot, it was like I watched that part and I was like, this is why I it's love this nuanced. shit. It's very nuanced. It's very like something you don't typically expect. Yeah, and I was like. That moment, I watched it again over the weekend. I was like, this is why I love watching this shit. Because I love moments where it's like, it's more than just, you know, everyone's like, oh, you're a grown man watching this shit and this shit's fake, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, 
when you watch this from z- moment zero to moment, like even the video package meant a lot where it's like telling these guys stories where it's like Kenny goes into exile after the Russell Kingdom match to find himself. And he's like, he's sure he can beat him this time to a put to the point where it's like, Kenny finally hits him with his finisher, but he gets his leg on the ropes. Cause Okada knows if he gets hit by it, he's not getting up from it and to a point where it's like, these two guys know each other so well that it plays off the first match where it's like, they're reversing every single thing they had at each other. And, and like, it was just the back and forth of it was great. It's like, you could show Kenny Omega, Versus Kazuchika Okada to someone who doesn't watch it, who's someone who's not in, involved, someone who doesn't know who either of these guys are. And they'll come out being not only a fan of the business, but they'll come out as a fan of both of those guys and they'll want to see more. And that's why it's perfect to me. It's, a, it's an amazing match. I've watched it, when I watched it for the first time a couple of weeks ago, I began, to, I began to see everything what everyone was talking about. And I think just to know, to me, what matters was the urgency of it all. Yeah, it was Especially urgent. When you when you reach to a point and it's just like, okay, you're trying your best to beat someone. And maybe to me, you know, the kickouts and things like that have gotten to, you know, just out of control. But everything just felt perfect. Everything just felt urgent. Like you want to hit your finisher on a guy, you know, how many times to see if you can really put him out. Everything, the story, the part where he felt his knees which is an amazing part yeah yeah it's just everything sort of built it's like an entire package it's like a great it's a fantastic wrestling match yeah I I I think you know this is the only thing me well one of the only things me and you were unanimous about in this whole you know this whole year I couldn't give it to anything in WWE because I I just felt like they didn't it it just wasn't brought I mean my my runner ups are all WWE don't get me wrong (laughs) (laughs) because I've and and I've watched a couple of matches that you you sent me to watch and I was just like okay well you know like they're cool but I don't think anything to the level of this match yeah but I'm glad that you watched this and and you felt the same thing because you're not like I mean you're not like and I will hope that next year you want you would get more into it. Like you're not like super New Japan watcher, but nah, just because like I feel I don't want to say it's because I don't have the time, but I also feel like it's so like to me it's hard for me to get into like new things. It's just a thing with me. It's yeah. just <laughs> it's just a thing with me. I don't watch movies. I don't do anything. So it's like it's hard. But um, I mean, let's get into the runner ups. I, I feel like we spent like ten minutes gushing over this match. Uh, our runner ups. They are, my runner-up is a WWE match. I thought about switching it. Uh, I think if I had a choice to switch it, it would probably be um, Okada versus... Uh, but I, it's hard for me to watch this match, but it's Okada versus um, Shibata. It's hard for me to watch the match because that match is that's the match, of course, where Shibata headbutt Okada so hard. It's brutal. I actually yeah. watched that match. It's yeah. very brutal. Like It's, it's like painful. <laughs> He, he headbutt him so hard that he gave himself basically CTE. <laughs> he gave himself yeah. brain damage, <laughs> and he he's he's Shibata is now retired. It's hard for me to put that match that oh, he high. Was retired. Oh, yeah, he, oh, he's done. He he couldn't move. Like when he got back to the back of the uh, to the locker room, he couldn't move. Like he had oh he, was, he was all, I think he was paralyzed or some some sort. Like there was some type of paralysis. He just now started walking a couple of months ago, but he can no longer Holy wrestle. Holy shit! Yeah, he headbutt him so hard that he started bleeding down his head. Like one of the greatest like visuals of the year as far as wrestling goes, but I couldn't put that. I couldn't for the any type of respect. I couldn't put that up there because of what nah. happened. It's just it's it's hard for me. But my runner up was uh, Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne part two, and NXT Takeover Chicago. And I and I think that understated or underrated thing that we haven't talked about was how great the WWE UK division has been all year for some for a group of people that were so underrepresented and so underutilized. I feel, to be honest with you, I feel like it's, a, it's still a two-man division. 
Yeah, it is. Um, it's between these two. It is between, between these, two. these two because I thought these two. When you talk about the the UK classic, um, not the UK classic. Well, I'm, I'm mixing the May Young classic and the UK tournament. <laughs> the UK tournament. Um, their finals match was incredible. When you talk about this NXT Takeover Chicago match, incredible. I watched your match on NXT last week. It was the first time NXT really went over that hour mark. It went an hour and 12 minutes. Um, and that was because of this match between Tyler Bay and Pete Dunne, which to me is in, I don't think it's going to be in a lot of people's matches of the year just because it came so late, but it was an fucking incredible match. Yeah. I, I um, thought of the three I, and I kind of rate the three of their matches with the Okada Omega matches where part two is undisputedly the best to me. Three is mm-hmm. next. And one, like if you go back and look at one, you're like, man, they could have, they could have took it up to another notch with part one. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne, incredible match. I think, um, I feel like it's kind of, and I, was, and I was looking at their match last week, and I was like, yo, this is kind of like the future of professional wrestling. It is. Mm-hmm. And, and I felt like, and I was like, dang, like, to me, I always like the UK style. I'm very, like, I like the methodical things. I like a little, you know, I like... Holds and catches and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I love strategy in sort of a match. Not just doing things for the sake of doing things. And, you know, this this had all of that and then it had some more. It, it, it took that style, it took the UK style to another level. It incorporated so many different styles of wrestling. It was just amazing. Yeah, and they, and they they went high flying. They did the holds. They did the the strong style stuff. I think more that like, damn. I and if we had like a rising star thing, I would give it. I would give that to Pete Dunn. Like Pete Dunn to me is someone who they could put on the main roster tomorrow, regardless of his size, regardless of his look, and he would get over. He would get over more than whoever the fuck they're pushing right now. I'm. I, I, I put think his general thing. look. He just looks interesting. He yeah. just looks cool. He just looks. I mean. uh I, I don't know what they do with him from here on out, but he he looks like a star. WWE had a list on their dot com this week of like eight stars who could have come to the main roster in 2018, and Pete Dunn was one of them. Yeah, um, I I just I mean, just as far as that match goes, like the, they had Chicago by the by the 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 uh, the palm of their hands at that show. Um, I and I mean this they. The NXT had all of Chicago that show anyway. I, I think that uh, that was the best takeover show, the best takeover card of the year. But um, I I really love that match. What was your runner up? My runner up was AJ Styles versus John Cena, and I think it's a really an incredible match when you think about what was on the line. Um, John Cena, every the sixteenth you know championship win that was eluding him. Um, AJ Styles, just sort of guy who's beat John Cena all the time. Like John Cena at that point, had not managed to successfully get a clean win over AJ Styles. You had that sort of backdrop in it. You had the fact that it was in Royal Rumble 2017 San Antonio, 60,000 people viewing this match. Um, So that adds another sort of thing, that adds another, you know, a layer to this. You had the fact that it was just also just an incredible match. I mean, it wasn't the match that they had before in SummerSlam. I understand. That match was incredible. I was there. Five stars. Tell me. Five stars. <laughs> but by the way, this had so much on the line. They managed to. It, it was a match that 
you know, you, you saw the SummerSlam match and you're just like, man, this added another layer to it. It added sort of another atmosphere to the match that sort of, to me, distinguishes it from that match that they had at SummerSlam. It's another layer. It, some things that were on the line that meant so much more. It's like really the best match either of them have had all year. Um, I'll agree with that. I will agree with that. <laughs> well, 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 I think Cena had a, a stronger, um, a, a comparable match with Nakamura on SmackDown. I thought that Nakamura match for, for the for the, it the was eleven minutes. The style Cena match because it's I watched it like uh, last week and I was just like, man, this is. I think just the atmosphere of it all is what sort of separates it from that Nakamura Cena match, and it's all the elements that are sort of brought up into it because it was really just a perfect storm. I'm trying to think if I was mad that Cena won that night. I think you know what you know what I was mad at that 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 win didn't do anything because he lost it literally like three weeks later. Yeah, but I feel yeah, but I feel like I guess they, I think they were trying to tell a story with AJ Styles, and I think they're trying to tell a story with Cena. You know, yeah, no, not even sort of with Cena, but just the fact that he wasn't. They're trying to tell tell the story with Shane McMahon and get there. Yeah, but. AJ Styles at that point hadn't really received his like one-on-one title match, and then when he got it, he got it sort of shit out of luck. Like so, they were trying to build that intensity between Styles and you know and and McMahon, and they were sort of building towards that. But you know, I I, I could see that. I actually, have like a I created like a small top five, and it includes the Pete Dunne and um, Tyler Bate and match. What is it? Um, and these aren't all just because I, I wanted to pick a little bit of different things. So, like, my top five, I think number five for me is Finn Balor versus AJ Styles at TLC. Excellent match. I think it was an excellent match. I think it's a great use of Finn, great use of AJ. It was a match that said, hey, you don't need a story all the time just to have this great moment and this great match. And the moment at the end of it was just incredible. I think the match itself was incredible. I think it told a story. It was something, it was a rare high-profile Finn Balor win, which is something we usually don't get, and the show of respect afterwards. Um, A a match that they never came back to, which is still perplexing, but go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, and then I think another match I had, which was probably the best women's match of the year, to me, was between Asuka and Ember Moon at um, NXT Brooklyn. And I literally just watched this match just over again because I just had to like convince myself. But it was a thrilling match. It's the best that Ember Moon has ever looked. It's the most competitive match Asuka has ever, you know, been in. I think the moment uh, they told the story with the arm of Ember Moon, where it was sort of, you know, she she wasn't able to put everything into it. She hits the yeah. eclipse. It doesn't take out Asuka. So she's wondering what next. And there's this incredible super kick that literally you think it's over. And I never thought a super kick would end the match at that point. But she literally kicked the shit out of Asuka. That that and match kind of that match kind of got soiled for me after Ember won the uh, won the title. Yeah, <laughs> I, I understand that. It, it really did because it, it did the same for me too because it made it look like Ember Moon couldn't. She had to leave the division for anything to sort of happen for Ember Moon. But that last finishing sequence as well. I'm talking about like you know the Juji Katami armbar and 
you know, Ember Moon, she's like, she's trying to fight out of it. She counters it into a pin. But Asuka knows she's going to counter into a pin. So she flips her over into the Asuka lock. Yep. And then she's re- wrenching on the arm and reach, wrenching on the neck and everything like that. It's just a moment. That was, to me, probably one of the best women's matches I've ever seen, ever. Um, and we've seen a lot of firsts over the last year. We've seen, you know, the first Money in the Bank. We're right. going to see the first, you know, Women's Royal Rumble. We saw the Hell in a Cell last year. But this was really, like, this was quality. Yeah. Like, this was incredible. I, I love that match, too. Um, the, the thing is, it, it, it kind of was sandwiched between that title, that, that's, that title swap and war games and i feel like it kind of got lost in the shuffle but i get i, I think i went like four, four and a half on that one i love that man you know you want to know what it is it's also the fact that i was there <laughs> <laughs> you oh yeah you were there it was it was, uh, it was yeah. also the fact that i was there and i like nxt takeover brooklyn to me is the best show of the year um just because i think did i say war games it wasn't that match it was the uh it was a title switch after that i'm sorry yeah, it, it's just, I think everything sort of clicked on that show from top to bottom. Um, we had the Gargano versus Cien Almas match, was in, which was incredible. You had Sanity get their tag title win in an incredible moment. And then you had, you know, Red Dragon show up. And people thought that was it for the night. Um, Hideo Itami versus Aleister Black, very brutal, very hard hitting. That was Hideo Tommy's last major moment in NXT. Yikes! Um, <laughs> Some might argue last major moment in the company. Ah, uh, damn, that would be whack. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you had the Oscar versus Ember Moon match, and then you had Bobby Roode versus uh, Drew, Drew McIntyre, McIntyre. Which honestly, I think the crowd was on a high the entire night, and no one was anticipating that match. It was a fair match, but everyone, we knew what was coming at the end, yeah. and it delivered. Yeah, it did. Uh, I, th- I think my show of the year, before we get back to your top your, your top five, was... Uh, no, that was it. That was pretty much it. Oh, yeah. My, my sh- <laughs> We've already covered off. <laughs> my show of the year was uh, was New Japan uh, Dominion. I think it had that. Of course, it had Okada Omega 2, but it also had the Naito Tanahashi match and all those other matches up there, which were fucking. I mean, if that was a six star, that match, I mean, that match, that card had at least two five star matches below that. And I, I think that was one of the strongest shows of the year. Do you feel like WWE could achieve that sort of same quality show? Um, I don't know if it's just because of the on ta- way on takeover, they, yeah. <laughs> on takeover, yeah. Not it, it, it would have to be like a strictly wrestling show. Like yeah. it would have to be like n- not so much for the entertainment, but we're like brutalizing each other in this ring. I don't know. Um, just... They've come. Cl- well, here's the thing with WWE pay per views this year: they've been two match shows where they've built these two matches, and everything else kind of falls by the wayside. If they can yeah. have a stellar card of matches where we all care about them and we all care about who wins and loses. And I mean, I don't even care about the sports entertainment aspect. Just make me care. I feel like that was a problem with clash of champions. Like I didn't care. Like all these matches were thrown together. I mean, same with SummerSlam or survivor series. Like it was thrown together. Like SummerSlam at least had a couple of those matches where it was like some real feuds going on. But um, I think it's possible if they can just make us care. Like I, I see, I can foresee like WrestleMania being the closest to this Dominion card if they can build it in the in the next uh, five four or five months correctly. But 2018, who, who knows? Like there, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff that could happen. I think that uh, it's absolutely possible, and it all pops off at, at Royal Rumble. And speaking of Royal Rumble, we got the females rum, uh, female Rumble coming up. Who is your favorite female wrestler of the year? I think we had a we had a consensus on that too. 
Oscar. Like you can't bet against Oscar this year. I don't know. There's, there's. She's had the best matches. She's had the longest title reign. She's done everything. She's been the workhorse of NXT. She's, she's pretty much done anything. I, I almost wanted to give it to Alexa Bliss in spite of Oscar, just because. I'd argue that Alexa's year. more of a, a workhorse. Remember, Oscar didn't only wrestled every three months. <laughs> This is true. I mean, it's not a workhorse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's it's it's, it's a different type of. Once you once you've obtained that level of I don't know that air of just like all right, well, it's pretty much every. It's the Oscar sweeps sweepstakes at that point. It was like all right, who's who's next up in line? Who gets that match? Yeah. Um, Alexa Bliss has worked hard this year. She walked in. The year, you know, SmackDown Women's Champion. She's leaving the year Raw Women's Champion, and has had you know other multiple title reigns since then. I think you know it's a, it's been a great year for Alexa Bliss. I think ah, in terms of just like because it, it, it felt like a very four horse womeny sort of thing for the past two years. Yeah. And she's really just someone who's just like outside of the box, and she's someone who's delivering on the mic. She delivers in the ring when she can. I think her Ugh. people talk about her in the ring. People <laughs> talk about her in ring work. I think it suits her character. I think she's doing. She's obviously doing this on purpose. You think uh, so? I think she was yeah. the same when she was on NXT. Like she's not improved to me. I I, I think I, she. I think she takes like she stopped doing the flip off the top rope. So her finisher is now a DDT. I think she's purposely taking away from her moveset. I've I've seen what Alexa Bliss can actually do. I've seen her. She can do. She's a formative gymnast. She can do all these crazy things. I've it's, seen her do. A you're you're missing her right flash. now. You're a, you're a mark for her. Like you're a mark for the Miz. You're missing her. You <laughs> just said I can, I've seen what she can do. We've all seen it. It's not a lot. <laughs> she can't do a lot. Listen, no, she can do plenty. I'm telling you, she can do more than what she's letting on. I'm I'm 100% sure. I would put Bianca Belair over her right now. Uh, Bianca Belair still a little green, but she's pretty good. I, I don't she's- think any main roster women were up there for me this year. Um, they all kind of it was very complacent. And then, like, I think they really cut the legs out of Bailey, which was to me was – it still blows my mind because Bailey – on NXT was really good. Bailey was. It's, it's not. It's not hard to say Bailey was good in a house of a thousand rather than a house of forty thousand. Like it's not hard right. to. It. I mean, some people just don't she's translate. Beloved still, don't get me wrong. She's beloved still, but at the same time, I feel like she's a jobber. Yeah, and there's so much you could give to her, and there's so much things that people can become invested in you talk about wwe telling these stories there's no woman on that four horse women, women you know stable who you could tell better stories with than bailey yeah like it's 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 criminal uh, it's criminal and I, and I feel like she ran into the same problem that Sami Zayn did earlier this year and now he's a heel and i'm like praying to god they don't do that to her because you don't make her heel you just you just fix it, you know, like you just fix the problem. Yeah. You can't, you can't turn her to make it work. Like they did, they did with Enzo shit. They did with Enzo too. Like you can't just turn people and expect it to work. If Bailey turns heel, I think it might be the worst thing ever. And I, and I feel like in three months we're going to look back at this podcast and she's going to be a successful heel, <laughs> but I still would think that they're going to miss out on a lot of, a lot of money by not making her that John Cena, you know, esque character where, you know, 
I don't know. I just I just feel like they're missing a lot of money. They're missing out on a lot of money with with Bailey to a point where it's just like like my 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 female wrestler of the year was Oscar, but my runner up was Ember Moon because even when Oscar wasn't the focal point or when she wasn't in you know in, in the in the public eye or she was injured or whatever, like Ember Moon is a people forget she's a really great wrestler. The only problem is she has no character. And I think that's another like all she is. That's is, why I couldn't give it to her. Yeah, like all she is is contacts and weird hair and her love for anime. Like she showed up to to uh, which takeover was it? Was it takeover <laughs> in Brooklyn with those fucking flare jeans on? And I was just like, that's no swag, <laughs> bro. Oscar's going away party. <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> she looked like she was straight from the eighties. Um, but, but yeah, like that. I I don't know. Like it, it's just a all around weird year for women but also a really good and progressive one like I, i'm not really sure where i feel where. like it's, it's, i don't know i don't think i think it was progressive in the sense that okay now we're giving them the attention they deserve but i don't know how it's like it's wwe progressive where they're like shoving the fact that it's progressive down your throat instead of it actually just being progressive on its own yeah it's not these like incredible moments and these incredible matches that are just happening organically they're like oh didn't you know it was a women's you know royal rumble oh, this is the first one oh there's a women's money in the back we're finally doing that now like, <laughs> like they're you know it, it feels less progressive from an organic standpoint more progressive from a marketing standpoint it was like oh now we can sell this to girls too like blah 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 like <laughs> it's a you know I, and then I think just the the rosters itself is kind of it's kind of wonky I don't know the female rosters are there's there's like there's about 11 women on each roster and only four of them got used this year and only four of them matter I yeah. <laughs> Essentially, if you're not Sasha Banks or Bailey, no, I'm not not even Bailey. If you're not Sasha Banks or Charlotte or Naomi or Alexa Bliss, no one gives a shit. So yeah, those are the only people, like, the only people that get pushed. My feel good moment of the year, and we don't have this on, was Naomi winning that championship at WrestleMania. Yes, not even if WrestleMania, and I think the pay per view before. Yeah, like just because, like you know, I have a niece who watches wrestling. You know, black girl watches wrestling. Big fan of everybody else. It's good to see, like, representation. And yeah. I know I didn't want to, like, become this to become that, but it just felt good, especially when everyone chanted, you deserve it, because I think at that point she did. And I think it, it just felt good. To me, it felt good as, as a person of color watching it and just saying, like, okay, now, you know, young black girls who are into wrestling can do this, too. And they've continued that push, even with her putting her next to Sasha, like, I went to Toys R Us and she had a, a huge like banner that was Naomi, yeah. and I was like, "That's fucking huge!" Like, and and props as much shit as we give them for stuff like the Susan Susan G. Komen Ultimate Warrior collaboration and shit like that. Like, sometimes WWE does get it right. Their their PR they do get it right sometimes. Their marketing does yeah. get it right sometimes. And I and I would agree that is that would be my feel good moment of the year. Also, I mean, Naomi, she works her ass off. Yeah, she 100%. was. She was absolutely bad in the ring, but she reformed herself and and, and kind of refocused after uh, in 2016. And she's great. I think she's one of my favorite faces on the roster too. Like she's a great face. Yeah, just a confident someone who doesn't seem just like an. I mean, you know, she doesn't seem face. You can only do so much things without seeming like an idiot. Yeah. But like, <laughs> she doesn't seem that way. She's generally cool. Her entrance is amazing. Like, she, her ability in the ring lives up to it. Like, she's authentic. So yeah. that's that's probably the best part about her. Shout out to her. And, and I guess uh, shout out to 2017. It was a, an 
amazing. I, I mean, good and bad. It was an amazing year for, for pro wrestling. And 2018 is already shaping up to be absolutely fucking crazy. Um, even just in a week, uh, next week we have Wrestle Kingdom 12, which will uh, air next Thursday morning. I don't know if I would stay up to watch that, <laughs> but um, no, I mean, you, you got it better than me. You got it better than me. It starts Staying up for you is like twelve a.m. It starts at uh, no, it starts at two a.m. here. So oh, I really? yeah, it, it'll sure. end. Russell Kingdom will end right before I wake up to go to work. So I'll, I'll probably just watch the VOD when I get to work that morning. But how um, long is Russell Kingdom? I could it's, probably it's five catch hours. It. It's, it's four to five hours. Yeah, it's it's a long I can show. Probably catch some of it at work. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it'll it literally ends as soon as I as soon as I like probably hit the bed. I'll probably be watching the pre-show and then I'll probably go to bed. But um, that's in a week. Uh, tomorrow, obviously, we're coming out a little bit earlier so that we can enjoy our holidays. But um, SmackDown uh, is coming on tonight. Uh, there is a New Year's run SmackDown that come on next week that we will be running down for you next week. So we'll see you in 2018. Yo. Yeah. Happy New Year, my friend. It's been a happy New Year, everybody. It's been a great year. Uh, I guess we, we get to start the show off at the top of the year and see how far we go since Mills doesn't think we'll make it past 11 weeks. What? I never said that. I was just saying that. You know, 134 episodes. I think we're both very important gentlemen. You more so than me. I'm not important at all. Yeah, you, you way more than me. <laughs> Whose, you know, real lives could end up taking amazing turns in 2018. And, you know, could potentially, you know... But I think we're doing great thus far. Yeah, we're doing great. But let's just keep the good times rolling. Let's just keep it. Let's keep the good times rolling. In the good, know? in the good times, we'll roll. Once again, thanks to everyone who watched the show. If you have any questions, you want to throw us any of your suggestions, any of your matches of the year, hit us up on Twitter at ogjohnny5 and at meals tv. That is M E E L Z T V. Thank you for watching the show. Not watching. Why do I always say watching? I feel like we should be. You want us to be. You want us to be. Visual. I want us to be. Like, I do. I really do want us to be. We should on, be visual. We should definitely be visual. I think that your your face deserves to be on the TV. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but yeah. Thanks for watching. The, or I said it again. Thanks for listening to the the thanks A for show. Listening. Jesus Christ. <laughs> thanks for listening to our damn show, the A show. This has been the best of 2017, and we are out. All right, guys. See you next year.